God's Word has the capacity to transform your life from where you are to where you ought to be. Welcome to the atmosphere of grace and truth with Pastor Lockie David Nkuma, a podcast designed to unveil to you Jesus in a fresh and supernatural way, a podcast designed to unveil to you your identity in Christ and deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit, thereby causing you to live every day of your life as an overcomer. Now, let's join Pastor Lucky David Okuma onto this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Atmosphere of Grace and Truth. My name is Lucky David Okuma. And I am your humble host on this podcast. By the grace of God, in the next few episodes, I will be sharing with you on a brand new teaching series that I have captioned, The Gifts of God. Understanding the Gifts of God. The truth is, there are several gifts that God has given to mankind. Number one, we need to know them. Number two, we need to understand them. And number three, we need to know how to leverage them for daily victory. As I begin, I believe this episode and even episodes coming after this will be a blessing to you. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, I want to thank you. Thank you because you hear me always. And thank you, Lord, because you are going to open our eyes to your glorious truth. And you are going to help us understand your word. And this truth will cause transformation in the lives of men. And it will truly, truly generate a greatness in their lives. Open our eyes of revelation and help us to see you clearly. Save me from error. Help me to speak with precision and accuracy. In Jesus' mighty name have I prayed. Amen. So as stated earlier, I will be starting a brand new teaching series that I have captioned Understanding the Gifts of God. And so today I'm going to start with the first gift that I believe we all need to understand. My anchor scripture for today is going to be from the book of Romans chapter 5 from verse 17 to 19. It is a popular scripture for some people, and maybe for you, it's not yet popular. I think you should begin to take this scripture to art. Now, Romans chapter 5, from verse 17 to 19. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, As by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men, whose upon all men to justification of life. For as by one man disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one man shall many be made righteous. So, This episode, I will be sharing with you what I have captioned, the gift of righteousness. As we begin, did you notice the Bible in verse 17? 
described righteousness as a gift. Did you follow? Check it yourself. In Romans chapter 5 verse 17, did you realize that the Bible in verse 17 described righteousness as a gift and not a reward? Now, I know this is often alien to many religions of the word. Even verse, even worse is that many of us Christians have been brought up with the mindset that righteousness is a reward. Now, by this, it means righteousness is based on our performances, actions, and attitude towards God. Now, simply put, we have been taught that righteousness is right living. And our degree of right living determines the degree of our acceptance with God. Yet, you can see for yourself clearly in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the Bible describes righteousness as a gift. Now listen carefully. It is time you have to either make a decision to follow the truth in God's word or the theology of man consigning righteousness. In Romans 5 17, we were told clearly that righteousness is a gift because the Bible says that those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Now, dear listener, a question that might easily come to mind is how did righteousness become a gift? Now, I believe that is a legitimate question. But I believe also to appreciate the answer to that question, you will have to understand the real reason why people are sinners. You have to understand the real reason why people are sinners. Now listen carefully in Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. And I'd like you to check the Bible for yourself. Check the Bible for yourself. Now in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, let me read to you. Therefore, just as true one man's sin, just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Because all sinned. So in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, it is affirmed and confirmed that through one man, and who is that one man? Adam. That means through Adam's disobedience, sin entered into the world. And this is also affirmed in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, which we read earlier. Now listen. Now the implication of this is that we became sinners not because we primarily committed sin, not because we primarily committed a sinful action, but because we inherit sin at birth. We are primarily sinners, not because we have committed a sinful action, but because we inherited sin at birth. Now, this is why Jesus had to tell Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 6. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. Listen carefully, no matter how you want to package flesh, it will still be flesh. Therefore, Jesus presented a way out to Nicodemus and consequently, the same way out he presented to Nicodemus is the same way out he's presenting to all of us today. And what is that way out? He showed us the need 
to be born again. So you see, the same way once man's sin put all of us into trouble, the Bible now affirms for us in Romans chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, that in the same way, once man's righteousness, that means Jesus' righteousness and Jesus' righteous act and obedience to the cross is also enough, is also enough to save many from destruction. So you see, Jesus' obedience to become a sin offering made a righteousness, made righteousness a free gift to all men. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, He made him who know no sin to become sin for us. Listen carefully, not become sin for himself. To become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As simple as this truth is, many still find it difficult to understand. And that's why I'm sharing with sharing it with you. Listen carefully. The Bible made it clear that when it comes to righteousness before God, please listen carefully. I like you to pay attention and listen to this book because oftentimes this has caused a lot of um, theological discourse. But I want you to pay attention and listen to me carefully. When it comes to righteousness before God, Jesus' righteousness is the standard. Jesus' righteousness is the standard. That means I mean no other standard is allowed or permitted. No amount of good works, faithfulness to Bible reading, consistent payment of tithe, fasting and prayer can measure up to Jesus' righteousness. Therefore, in God's unconditional love and infinite mercy, he offered righteousness as a gift. In his mercy, knowing that we cannot measure up to Jesus' righteousness by ourselves, he offered Jesus' righteousness as a gift. Now listen carefully. Maybe you are wondering and saying that if righteousness is not right living for God, what is then righteousness? The truth is this. Righteousness before God is right standing with God. The ability to be accepted, the ability to be approved by God. That is what it truly means to say righteousness before God. And that is what we mean by the gift of righteousness. So righteousness is our basis for acceptance to God. But any other righteousness apart from Jesus' righteousness is at best a filthy rag before God. And that is why when people quote that scripture in the whole testament that our righteousness is as a filthy rag. Now they are right if you're depending on your own self-righteousness. But if you have been born again, you have been clothed with the righteousness of Christ. So it will be an insult for you to say your righteousness is like a fitty rod because indeed Jesus is now your righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, furthermore, many legalistic mind may be challenging that now how do we attain this righteousness that maybe your, in your mind, you are challenging, okay? It's challenging that how will you attain this righteousness? Now, listen, give my friend, you don't need to attain this righteousness, this gift of righteousness. It is already offered as a gift. Now, the question for you is, will you receive the free gift of righteousness offered to you or will you jettison it because 
you regard it too simple, too good to be true. Listen, actually, that is what the gospel is supposed to be. It only takes theologians to complicate it. The gospel is good news, good news. It takes theologians, it takes so many of us to complicate this truth. But the word of God is presented to you again with simplicity that Jesus has offered righteousness to you as a gift. Now, can I shock you? One of the major insults we Christians are directing towards the risen Christ daily is the way we make it look that the price Jesus paid on the cross is not enough and we need to add to it. A lot of us think that the price he paid on the cross is not enough. That it should be Jesus and for some is Jesus or. But I tell you the price he paid for our sin is enough. Hallelujah. Now take a look again at Romans chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Now, the question is, are you among the those? Are you among the those? Then, if you are among the those, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have actually received the free gift. You, are only, you have only been taught wrongly that you have to do some certain good things to be accepted by God. Listen, you accepting Jesus has made you eternally pleased with God, okay? He's pleased with you based on the fact that you have now been clothed with Jesus' righteousness. Now, listen carefully. I know that God encourages us to good, good, do good works. Now, our good works or righteous deeds today still please God, but it is not what validates our acceptance with Him but it brings joy to him. Our good works today, please God, our good works today brings joy to him, but it is not what validates our acceptance. It is not what validates our acceptance with God. As some may ask, will this mean I can now live my life? You know, anyhow, I already thought you are going to ask that question because that question also was asked, Brother Paul, when the Bible says, can we live in sin, you know, and ask for the grace of God to abide? But now, but for the sake of time, I, I, might not, I might not be able to go, you know, into the nitty-gritty of that. But listen carefully, when you hear teachings like this, and the only reaction you react to it is the fact that, Hey, maybe now I can go and live my life anyhow. It probably shows maybe there is a need for you, you know, to truly humble yourself and receive the gift of righteousness. Because oftentimes a teaching like this should draw you and help you appreciate what Christ has done for you. A teaching like this is expected to help you appreciate that if not for his love, I cannot even stand, you know, if not for his love, I cannot even stand, you know, before him. But because of his love and because of what he has done for me on the cross, now I can receive his gift of righteousness and I can reign in this life. Now, finally, as I begin to round up for this episode, if you are a believer in Christ, now I can assure you that you have already been clothed with Jesus' righteousness and your eternity is settled because of it. 
All I want you to do is to believe it and become more conscious of your righteousness in Christ. Now, even in the days when you fall short of God's will, you know, and we all do sometimes. That's the truth. We all fall short of his will sometimes. Let this revelation knowledge help you to go before God boldly. As affirmed in Hebrews chapter 4, 16, knowing fully well, because Hebrews 4, 16, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, knowing fully well that you will always be accepted before God because you are now clothed with Jesus' righteousness. You are now clothed with Jesus' righteousness. When he sees you, he sees, you know, his righteousness in you. I'm already out of time. And I believe that you have gotten a lot of truth in this in the, in this teaching. If there are any questions, I will be willing, you know, to answer them. Thank you very much for listening to me today. You want Jesus in your life. You want to receive this free gift of righteousness. Pray this prayer with me. Precious Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And I receive you into my life today. With my heart, I believe. And with my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord. I receive your free gift of righteousness. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Until the next episode, don't always forget, I love you and I celebrate you. God bless you. I believe you have been truly inspired via today's podcast. Go and live out the truth received and your daily victory is assured. For prayers, counseling, and testimonies, reach out to Pastor Locker David Nkuma on plus 234-806-680-46365. And to send him an email, send him an email on pastorlucky 2001 at yahoo.com. God bless you. Until next time, I love you and we celebrate you.